This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hello, Browns fans. Keep your chins up. It's not like this hasn't happened for 17 years in a row here in Pittsburgh. I'm Zach Jackson. I'm joined by Jason Lloyd. We are not long after a game that officially ended 45 minutes ago. It was over 10-0 in the first quarter. An NFL game is not supposed to be that. Not many of them are that, Jason. But this one was over. The Browns were way, way, way overmatched today. Mika Fitzpatrick took the ball, went into the end zone, and it was over. Yeah. The, I, I, I mean, my immediate thought watching that first quarter was, okay, now you know what the gap is. Now you know what the gap is between the Browns and the Ravens and Steelers. And, and here's the thing, and this is kind of what I'm writing. This is kind of what my column is. I'm just going to give it away now on here, which I think is what I do every week anyway. It didn't matter in the past how good the Ravens and the Steelers were because the Browns just kept setting their own house on fire. So it didn't really matter what else was going on in the neighborhood because they just couldn't stop setting their own house on fire. Now it matters. Now you're trying. Now you see where you're trying to get to. And you can, you can fast-track a lot of things. You can rush a lot of things. You can put a lot of talent on a roster and have a very talented roster. And that's what they've done the last two years. But you can't rush culture and stability and structure and a well-run franchise. You can't, you can't rush that. And the Browns and – I'm sorry, the Ravens and the Steelers have had that for 20 years. And the Browns have not. And now you see where you're trying to get. You saw it 38-6 and you see it in 38-7. The Browns are still a good team. They're a good football team. They're a good NFL team. Nothing has changed from last week to this week. Everything they're a competent we last NFL week, team. I don't know if they're a good team. I'm going to have they to can stop make the playoffs this year. They can make the playoffs. Right, but that doesn't mean they're good, Jason. Well, to me, you're, you're, in the NFL, if you're not good, you're not going to the playoffs. Well, maybe well, we hairs on the definition. Okay, well, the reason that they're still likely – to make the playoffs is they are paired against what's possibly the worst division in the history of football. And they've scored two of their four wins against them. Right. And I'm just going to say this. Um, it takes an hour and 50 minutes to get here to Pittsburgh from my driveway to theirs. I've done this trip a time or 200. And I really didn't think the Browns were going to win today. I spent some time on the drive over thinking about what we'd talk about, what we'd process. And I just wanted to, in, in my writing and my podcasting and whatever, like, don't overreact, right? And I try to say that all the time. It's a week-to-week game. It's a competitive game. The Browns are competent. They are getting better. Like, this is not the be-all, end-all, win or lose. But they've played the two teams that matter on their schedule. They've lost 76-13. to 13. Absolutely. You've seen the quarterback do nothing outside of the first two quarters, and he comes out and completely implodes in the first quarter today. And so you're probably going to make the playoffs, right? Like, you have some good things going. But your creative, imaginative, aggressive offense went right in the toilet. Your quarterback maybe was hurt, probably was hurt, probably got hurt worse, got taken out in the third quarter. He got blown off the field again. So are the Browns back? 76-13. to 13. Ben Roethlisberger did not throw for 150 yards, and they gave up 38 points. So are the Browns a 4-2 football team? Yes, you are what your record says you are. Are the Browns a good team? Don't sit here and tell me that they aren't. And that's not overreaction. That's facts. The Browns are not a good team. Well, Baker in the two games against the Ravens and Steelers has a quarterback rating of 59.7. <laughs> and in the four wins this year, he's uh, 96.7, if I can read my own handwriting. Uh, obviously, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I 
I have a hard time saying like they're not a good team. Okay, what, what do the Steelers do? They're not Lits, a good team in their right? division, <laughs> but they're playing two of the best. I mean, they're, they're they're stuck in the best division in football because the the Ravens and Steelers make it the best division in football. Ten AFC Championship appearances in the last twenty years. No other division has that. The Patriots may have dominated the AFC over the last two decades, but no division has had two teams with four losses basically baked into your schedule every year like the Browns do. So it's it's hard for me to say that they're not a good team. They 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 play why are they baked the in they because you're not good enough to beat those teams. That's why they're baked. No, in. you're not. That means they're not elite. You, All right. to, to beat them. And hey, listen, you and I have said for, you know, you've you've mastered this going back to the summer. The Browns are back when they win in Pittsburgh. And obviously they're a long ways from doing that. Obviously. But well, back means back means being good to me. Back means being good. And and I am not trying to stand over them with the shovel in the dirt because it is mid-October, right? And because like you said, a lot of teams have come in here and had similar results. But like, you know, they play Cincinnati next week, and we know now the quarterback has padded a lot of his stats in those games. Yep. But after that, they play the Raiders, they play the Texans, they play the Eagles, the Jaguars. Like, they, they got a chance. In November, they're going to be favored in every game, right? They're going to have a chance to win and show that they're a good team by, like, you know, doing different things, playing different teams, as you mentioned, and getting to that next phase of your schedule and your growth and doing it. But you cannot have watched this today and tell me that they're a good team. They're just not. They're just. They're, they're just not good. They're not good enough. And and I it, can't say good. They're not I'm terrible. Not, the season is not over. But right. I, I just it cannot watch them go out there today, not get to anything that they are, not have any creativity. Let the Steelers just blitz the crap out of them. Turn the ball over. Let them not, as I mentioned, not throw for 150 yards. Run all over them. Have the ball for 20 minutes. That doesn't happen to good teams. The Browns laid down today, got run right out of the stadium, and that doesn't happen to good teams. The Steelers were not scared of Baker Mayfield. I think we can agree on that. Oh, my God. They, did they blitz them on every down, or did it just look that way? Oh, I mean, It yeah. looked like they blitzed <laughs> sure. every – like, we're going to come get your ass every time you take two steps back. We're going to have somebody in your face. That was incredible. It, but how much – I mean, Nick Chubb isn't worth 31 points, but how much of a difference is it when you're going against an elite team and an elite defense like that to not have your number one running back? They absolutely and, missed him, and they absolutely missed Wyatt Teller. But this is the reality. Teller's injury is week to week, so right. more games. And, and, more and games. injuries are part of football, so you can't really use that as an excuse. But they were, lo- sure. they were missing two eno- – I forgot about Wyatt. I'm glad you mentioned that. You're missing two enormous pieces there. And Baker, pretty early on – listen, I don't want to make excuses for him about the ribs, but I do wonder – if he should have played or not, just because he just looked awful. Now you can't blame the ribs on the interception. That was a terrible throw. I don't know what he saw. I would love to know for him to be honest for a minute and say what he saw or what he thought he saw on the Minka pick because he threw there was nothing there. Threw it right at him. But I just wonder. There was so much against them in this game with the Chubb injury, no Wyatt Baker being banged up. Listen, is that worth thirty-one points? No, it's not. And yes, they were embarrassed; they were blown off the field. I'm just not going to. I just I can't sit here and, and declare that everything we saw the last four weeks doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, what it does because it's part of your growing process. But you're trying to grow towards being a good team. You're not a good team. You're an. They're good. Team. They're four and two. They're going to the playoffs. They're good. <laughs> They're not elite. They're, an They're not elite team. Um, I thought they were an improving team, and they still can't listen. The past defense played pretty well today. Right? The defense really wasn't the issue. It's, it sounds crazy yeah. to say that. Well, the, the run defense no showed, right? Like, yeah, the Steelers played straight ahead aggressive football today, and it, the Browns had been doing that, and they had built the leads to do that. But how did they build those leads? 
by being, you know, by really keeping you on your toes um, offensively, by making you guess, you know, using the run game to drive everything else. And then by forcing the turnovers, which they did neither. You know, I mean, Miles got his sack, right? Uh, Redwine had his sack. Again, you know, Chase Claypool, who's a freaking 22-year-old monster, um, he eventually made some plays, but Juju didn't do anything. Eric Ebron's one no. big catch was called back. Like, yep. they, they didn't have to do much. You know, they it just – it was complete domination. And in this league where everybody has good players and you get rolling when your great ones do, you, good teams don't get rolled like this, Jason. They they just don't. And, and you're, you're using a full-on evaluation of six games, and I get it, and I want to do that too because this is the season is not over. But in the, you have to take the two losses with the four wins, right? Look look at what the Colts did today. Like the, the Cowboys are a mess. Like the, the Browns aren't good yet, yet. So I can't think of one positive except that it's over. <laughs> um, Stefanski was asked. He had to be asked. Baker's our quarterback. As long as he's healthy, he plays next week, and I think he will be. That's all positive. Um, I don't know what the TV showed. I guess Odell was throwing a tantrum. That's understandable because he wants to be on a good team, and he's not. Uh, he was not a factor today. So you can circle the wagons pretty quick. You're going to have to go back on the road and win a division game, and it's a brand-new challenge when you play a team again for the second time. Um, the last time the Browns got humbled like this, they responded well. It was against the Bengals. The Bengals helped. The Bengals are a mess. They blew a 21 nothing lead today. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't see any of that, but I know they did that. Um, deep breath, right, for all of us, including you and I. And we'll see. I, I just – what I'm trying to say is this is probably a playoff team and this is a good team to me or as divided as the 130 miles between Pittsburgh and Cleveland right now. Yeah, and, and that's – we, we absolutely agree on that. Like that's basically what I'm writing is the, the, the gap between the Ravens and Steelers is just as wide as it, as it was, you know, previously. Uh, and, and that to me, that's the elite. That's, that's where you're trying to get to. You are not there yet. And, and I don't want to have the Baker conversation of who's the quarterback for the Browns. I said all off season, you have to find out this year, whether or not Baker is your quarterback moving forward. He was awful today. I don't know how much the ribs played a factor in that. I have to think it was at least somewhat of a factor. He has not been good. He was awful in the second half against the Colts. He was terrible today. Uh, if you look at the overall numbers, they are what they are. You know, when he was when he was really rolling, when he for him, I put in quotes, rolling when he had it rolling. He was putting him in a position to win games, and he wasn't turning the ball over. Now he's had four turnovers and nineteen pass attempts from the second half last week into today. The Browns have got to have better quarterback play out of that. But Case Keenum is not the answer. It is not time to go to Case Keenum. That that's just ludicrous and silly to me. Because, again, you have to find out this year what you have in Baker Mayfield. I think we can all agree Case Keenum is not the future of the position. You have to find out what you have right now in the present. And and I understand why Stefanski pulled him. You know, uh, I was watching on TV, and, and Romo kind of said the same thing, that, like, he's getting hit enough, he's getting hit enough, you're going to have to think about making this move just to protect him going forward. And it wasn't really a surprise that they pulled him when they did. He wasn't playing well, and, and why subject him to extra hits? But let's just stop it before it starts. There is no quarterback controversy. No, correct. Correct. However, just let me say this. The Browns will get back to work on Monday. They'll have their usual um, get everybody iced, get, you know, get the corrections made on paper, on digital paper, however they do it these days. Uh, let everybody take a deep breath and say, you know what, burn that. Let's, let's move along. we got ten games left. we got two winnable games, two we have to win before the bye, right? Uh, two we can win 
certainly in, in Cincinnati, you're going to be favored. Um, really just five weeks ago, just flat out dominated them. But this, this, this scoreboard that I'm looking at in this quarterback performance today, it's going to hang over everything you do, Jason. Everything that goes on. Today is October, what, 18th? They play the, the Ravens on December 14th. For the next 60 days, this is going to hang over everything they do, good, bad, and indifferent. Correct? Uh, absolutely. Every team they beat from now on, it's going to be, yeah, but. Right. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you beat Jacksonville, but. Yeah, okay. You beat the Raiders, which actually be a hell of a win. You beat the Raiders, but. You beat the Texans, but. You beat the Bengals, but. It's Yes, I totally agree with that. It's going to be a yeah, but until you learn how to beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And that's there's a lot of teams that can't beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So there's it's frustrating, yes. But to me, there's no shame in it because they've been the elite of the elite of the conference, along with the Patriots, of course, for the last 20 years. There's a lot of teams that haven't figured out how to do that. And the Browns, are, at least at least, at least, least the Browns have stopped setting their own house on fire. At least they can look around at the neighborhood and see what else, see how everyone else lives and have something to strive toward. It sure hey. looks as if they're not going to fire the coach after a year. At least yeah. give Baker some give Baker some. Oh God, you just did it too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like that's the thing I keep screaming about with Baker. Yes, he's been bad. The guy has not had the same system for more than twelve months at a time. You know, so let him have some consistency. Let him get some familiarity with the system. Let him have the same faces in front of him two years in a row, and then we can decide. Let me interrupt this totally logical point you're making by saying this you know when you drive somewhere for a while and you you've done it you know it so you have these landmarks right it might be a gas station it might be an exit it might be like something you actually see a park or a building or something right yeah like as i go home i I have marks on the pennsylvania turnpike like this is where i was when they fired you this is (laughs) where i was when they fired romeo (laughs) this is where i was when they fired oh my god (laughs) <laughs> so, like, Stefanski's not getting fired tonight, right? You can drive right. home safely. I, I, I feel yeah. 100% certainty in saying they're not firing the coach yes, after a no. loss in Pittsburgh. No. Um, <laughs> and, yes, no, I'm joking. Oh, my they're God. Not. They're, they're not. Look, We're look. being sarcastic and having fun, um, people. You know, they – it's just this. Okay, you, you're not going to run – like, what was it after four games? 204 yards per game on the ground. Right? Yeah. Like, that, that, that's not going to happen. Right, that those—that's like Army and Navy playing each other, right? <laughs> um, you know, turnovers. You need them, and you thrive on them. And I think across the league, where quarterbacks are better than ever, other teams' quarterbacks are better than ever. Um, you know, that's that's how you play defense, right? Like eventually, there'll be a snow game and a crap game in December, and you'll need to win seventeen thirteen. But in the meantime, you try to sack the quarterback, get off the field on third down, whatever. The Steelers were five of fourteen on third down today. The Browns still gave up thirty eight points. Um, what I'm trying to say is like you need Odell Beckham to get involved and you have to ask if the quarterback is good enough to do that, right? Like you're counting on creating passing lanes off schemes and using these beautiful screens to hunt and to Hooper to get him going. And like, I just think this hangs over everything. Um, you know, the fact that you knew the Steelers were only going to blitz and they blitzed what feels like every single play and like, where was that stuff? It couldn't, it didn't go on. In a really inexcusable interception right away. It's just one play out of one game out of 16, like sunk you, and nobody had any answer. And like, it's one loss. (laughs) 
four bad quarters. <laughs> but I, I, I just think this one sticks with you a little longer than the others. Yeah, because it's a divisional opponent. It's the Steelers. It's all those things. Yeah, it's, it's going to hang over you. And again, I'll back it up to the last two quarters against the Colts. That, those were not two good quarters of quarterback play in Baltimore. So now that, or I'm sorry, in Indianapolis. So now that's six quarters of, of not very good quarterback play. And that is a problem that that's, that's, that's a problem. And I'll just keep saying what I've been saying. You got to know by the end of the year, what you have in the position and you have to know whether or not you can move forward with what you have in the position. And sure. so, at, at times it's been good enough at times it hasn't. Right. So it, this is coach speaking. It's true. Like the most important date on the calendar is next week. You get to go out and you have a game, you know, you can win and you can get the feel good vibes going and you can get the turnover causing going against a rookie QB. Right. And, and you know, you can move the ball on those guys, but like when you start looking at those other dates, um, the one where you have to make the quarterback decision lingers over everything. It just does. It, 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 and again, that this is not a one game, one pass reaction. And I like sometimes, Jason, how we talk about what we're writing, what we might write, what we need to do. Sometimes we do it before we come on the air. Sometimes we call each other after. Sometimes we bring up points here and it inspires me for what I'm going to write today, tomorrow, Wednesday. But like when I was talking to myself on that turnpike, going by all those fired coach <laughs> landmarks in the middle of nowhere today, <laughs> I was saying to myself, I promise I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to pass too much judgment. But like I have one question in my next story, and that's like how, how what has he done? to make you think that he's the guy to get you where you really want to go, which is to come in here and win. And he just lost by 31 points and it could have been worse. Yeah, that, that's fair. There's a, and you know, I wrote it a couple weeks ago that he's, he's put him in a position to win games and he's not turning the ball over. That's all you can ask for him right now. And Ted Gwynn, our fantastic film guy did a breakdown of the offensive line. And I was chatting with him as he was doing it. We were talking about Baker and he said, this is a really hard system for quarterbacks to pick up right away in their first year because of all the responsibilities that they have. And and I still believe that Stefanski is the one. If anybody can if anybody can unlock Baker, this system and Kevin Stefanski are the ones to do it. I absolutely believe that. And still, it's only six games. And compared to how many years has Case Keenum had in the system? And and Kirk Cousins, look how good he looked with a little bit of familiarity with the system. So I still think it can be done. And I keep reminding myself we are only six games in, but Baker's got to be better. And as for o- Odell. Keep your damn shoes on. This is not about you. I'm really, I've, I've never been one to like really lay into Odell over some of the stuff, but he's had a couple burst moments here where he's played well in, in spots, but this is becoming an awful lot of bark and very little bite to play on an owner's son-in-law who likes to tweet out slogans on game days. I, I see a lot more barking than I do biting going on and I'm really getting tired you know, there, there's 52 other dudes who manage to play the game with their shoes on. So why are you taking your shoes off and making a spectacle on the sideline? I don't want to hear about passion. I don't want to hear about the will to win. Just shut up and play the game, man. Like, this is really getting – this. I, I put up with it all of it last year. I didn't really get into it very much over the, the watch and the visor and the this and the that and everything else. We are reaching the point, though, where this is really getting exhausting. Just shut up and play the game. Yeah. Um... Like I said, it, it's one of those things I didn't see here. Uh, I, you know, I got the vibe from Twitter that that was going on. Um, 
It's a little much. You know, Odell's a sharp guy. <laughs> Not only does he want to win, he wants the ball like he knows when it's gone real bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, but I last like year had to be worse than on. this. Last year had to be worse than this. He didn't take shoes off last year. Okay. Like last so year, like, he was the model citizen. 48 active uniform guys and 18 coaches got their ass kicked today. It's not on one guy. It's not on one play, right? But I'm just saying, big picture, four months, I said this is the game the Browns can prove they're back. Yep. I said in everything they do this season, win, lose, draw, up, down, and we and we don't know what's around the next corner with, with COVID and with everything else, right? But, like, it's all about knowing you have your quarterback for when you're really ready to win. Because as I proved in winning the initial arguments on this podcast, they're not yet a good team. They're an improving team. They're an interesting team. They're a team with a lot of firepower. And I just don't know that the guy pull on the trigger is ever going to be good enough to get you there. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we're in – I was thinking about this during the game. We're in, in year three now. And look at this stellar quarterback class the 2018 quarterback class and what all it was supposed to come of it. And look at where they are. Darnold has been mediocre at best. Baker's been a disappointment. Uh, who's the guy from UCLA that's like out of the league? Yeah, he's on the practice. Josh Rosen's on the practice. Yeah, Rosen. The and, and meanwhile, Josh Allen, who was what, the third quarterback taken, and Lamar, who was the fifth quarterback taken at the end of the round, have separated themselves as the two best. That's the NFL, man. It's pretty wild. It's wild. Um, it's it's competitive. It's the Steelers have been winning at a high level for a long, long time. They've had the same quarterback for a long, long time. Those two things are are correlated, right? Um, yeah, that's guys. That's all I got from here. Um, Jason, you you got anything? I mean, like Richard Higgins just gets open and catches touchdowns. Like I, I don't know what Austin Hooper looks like a really good signing. I don't know what else to say, like even like a hidden gem in this game. The offensive line got dominated. The quarterback got dominated. They had 48 rushing yards through three quarters. The receivers did nothing except the one I mentioned. Miles had one sack. They gave up 100 yards to James Conner. I mean, we're sitting here saying one of the positives is the pass defense wasn't really that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look. It was a bad game. There, there's no way around it. It was a bad game. They played like crap. They got embarrassed. They got blown off the field. Uh, but, you know, I said after Baltimore, okay, let's see if they if they are this bad against the Bengals and Redskins, then we can set them on fire. And uh, I, I still feel, you know, obviously they were much better against the Redskins and Bengals, and obviously that's not nearly the same competition level. It's very alarming that the two best teams on your schedule both blew you off the field. But it just shows you yes. how far you still have to go. They are well, still trending in the right direction. And given what we've had for the last 20 years, I'll take trending in the right direction. Ladies, gentlemen, loyal podcast listeners, we are on to Cincinnati. Talk to you soon.